0: everybody, this is Minivan Men. Today we're going to be talking about negotiating, standing up for yourself. Poor Aaron is in San Antonio right now having a miserable time because he's in a miserable situation that he could have avoided by talking to me. We're also going to be talking to Maz about a crowd that's showing up at his shows that has never seen comedy before and how that's frustrating. Uh, a lot of life lessons here, folks. Uh, Minivan Men, starting now. Hello, out there. How are you? Uh, this is Al Madrigal, the uh, minivan man, 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 man uh, with Maz Javrani, and we're actually in a studio. I'm looking at him in the face right now. Wow. This is we're together. It's so romantic. <laughs> so we are doing this, um, as you know, and you've been listening, it's just... I, I think I apologized before. <laughs> the inconsistency. Hey, man, you're doing a lot. We're doing a lot. And that's actually what we wanted to talk about today. So um, let's get into it. Poor Aaron. And let's start. Aaron Aryanpur, the new minivan man, mm. has um, is not able to, to... He wanted to be with us today and tried to over Skype, but we don't have that capability yet here in the studio. And the poor guy is in San Antonio, Texas, at a comedy club not the best club in the country. Mm-hmm. Have you even worked that club? No. I didn't even know it existed. Okay, it's called the River Center Comedy Club. If you know if anyone knows San Antonio, Texas, it's got a river Okay. Run through it. Yeah. It's the river walk.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing that when uh,
0: the San Antonio Spurs would be in the finals. And they sure. They'd always show the river. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big city. It's a big city. It's where George Lopez went and did his huge event there. He did, they did what, 14,000, you know, he did an Whoa. arena, HBO, live special. Okay. And then they have a major league sports team. Yeah. Yeah. The Spurs. They have the Spurs. Not just a major league sports team, a damn good major league sports good team. Good basketball team. That's great. That's amazing. Um, but the city itself,
1: sort That's of a piece of crap. Just uh, the river.
0: It's a, it's the river. They're trying to do more, um, but it's, they got this river. Sure. You know, any city like this, we travel all over the country, and they all have a thing. But look, when it comes down to it in terms of America's big major cities— there's New York, L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, Boston. Miami. I'll give you Dallas. I'll give you Miami. Yeah. But and those are our major markets, and it goes down from there. Then and you go San Jose, California, even is bigger. It, yeah. yeah, that's like number six. Well, you know, and you have good and
1: bad. Well, Houston's is another big one. You have good and bad, and, and, and when there's a city that has nothing but, let's say, the river, it's you've been to the river. You've been to the river. That's <clears> it. But the good news about those kinds of places is when you show up then the people then it's an event. It's people go, "Oh, we're going to going to go out." They're excited. For Whereas you to be when there. you go as a performer to places like New York or even
0: Las Vegas is one of the worst because there's so much entertainment going on. But this is not a a comedy club. No. That's a, this, it. I'm just saying it's a it's a second Tier, third tier comedy club sure. that's what they got that's yeah. what the people the good people of San Antonio are stuck with and poor Aaron walked over there he's sitting there but he's also has to stay unfortunately in what I consider and I've heard to be one of the worst comedy condos in the country wow and that you know that's bad yeah when, and, and people that are listening that you know a
1: lot of times at uh, when you do a club they'll get you a hotel room but some clubs have a condo
0: I and- insist on picking the hotel. That's I a good call. I don't let them... In my rider is one thing. I pick the hotel. Which is a great... Which is...
1: That's that's the sign of an experienced comedian, touring comedian, because what happens is if you just take what they give you... And they and first of all, for those of you listening, the comedy condo means every weekend another comedian has stayed there. It's so gross. And comedians are some of the most disgusting people in the world. Just they, disgusting. Com- I
0: mean, because... In, and I think Doug Stanhope t- said this, yeah. that... The comedy condo, in a hotel room, you just... It's clean. A lot of people, you have professional cleaning people that come there. Sure. They have a... Comedy condo has a waitress that they pay. Maybe they don't even pay. Maybe It's they part don't pay. of her thing. Yeah. That's what she... When she got the gig, that's part of the job. And comics tend
1: to be some of the uh, nastiest people in general. Just uh, not... The, the, the comedians are not, let's say they're not, they're not, we're not ballerinas. We're, we're not, you don't go into, people don't go to the comedy condo and bring their own flowers to set up. Um, you know maybe an air freshener they don't do that the
0: the quality of comedian that is staying in a condo is a guy on the road desperate for the the money and and that's where Aaron is right now we can talk about that a little bit later but that's what Aaron is Aaron is actually a very successful advertising executive and Aaron is a clean he's on the definitely on the high he's a man with children and a family and I'm telling you was an advertising copywriter executive artist uh very talented man if you see mad men he's that quality individual for large corporations so this is a guy that is a business professional who's decided to give that up to pursue his dream of stand-up comedy i applaud him i think it's amazing good for you but be smart and right now he is in not in this, He's in a learning experience because he's in a crap condo. I was telling him when I went to this very same place, assuming it was bad. I think I heard a story, and I had the, uh, the younger comedian that picks you up from the airport in a bad like 1991 Toyota Tercel yeah. with you know eight packs of Marlboro lights on the floor. Nasty. See, uh, nasty. Just nasty. And I had him drive me to a Walmart. I bought a $12 Coleman sleeping bag mm. and a pair of flip-flops. And I, I slept in that. I've bought, maybe on the road, I've bought fl- five sleeping bags. And then do you throw them out when you leave, or do you just give it to the guy who drove you? Leave them there. Okay. Leave them there for the next guy. With a note. Yeah, you may want to use this. You're going to be cleaner One in person, person. this. Hey, yeah, you're gonna be, <laughs> trust me, you'll be cleaner in this. Yeah. Because I've been in a lot of comedy, because I went to the comedy works in, in Denver, and they claim to have the, a really nice comedy condo. I'll be going there in a few weeks. Talk to me about this. What do I got to do? You want to insist on a hotel? I'm going to do that. Because they have a waitress cleaning the place, and I found a pube. Nice. I, I looked at the sheets. I'll peel, peel the sheets back immediately in any hotel. I want to look at the whole thing. And I'm not that much of a germaphobe. I'm going to sound like a crazy person. Yeah, but you don't want a pube. I have seen pubes before, and I'm not going to have it again. No, thank you. Then I went to a Marshall's. I bought a Snuggie. A Snuggie. That's one of those things that are like the, 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 It's the, a blanket you can wear. Yeah. And then I bought my own comforter cover. This is a, a discount bin at Marshall's, flowers, the most horrible stuff that they're selling for $7.99 because I know it's disposable. Yeah. So I bought... I re. I stripped the bed down. Resheeted with my own fresh sheets out of the package, left it all. Nice. One pube cost me, you know, 29 bucks. Snuggy and some sheets later. And, but I'm just, it's gross because you've heard all of these stories. It's well, like,
1: the problem is see, the problem is you're luckily at a place in your career where you can negotiate and say, I want to go, uh, you know, uh, into a hotel or whatever. A lot of comics that are starting out don't have that option. The other thing you look at is you would hope that the comedy club owner, and this done never happens, but you would hope that they had uh, the decency to go, this poor guy, I understand he's struggling driving his car
0: to this gig and he's leaving his family let's give him a nice clean place no they don't care they want you in and out like a piece of meat yeah so they can shuffle the people in like a piece of meat Mm -hmm. take their drink money and get them out they don't care about the quality of show Yeah. they're in the liquor business Mm -hmm. and that's all they want and the comedians that are stupid enough to fall for this condo deal and um he did another thing where he had a private gig and then he just ended up working for this very low rate of pay. What I think the lesson is for everyone listening in all of this, and like, okay, you're hearing about the, the dirty side of comedy. Yeah. But everything's negotiable. Um, mm-hmm. You should stand up for yourself at all times, you should uh, not take any crap. Mm -hmm. and you should really know what you're getting into. And also, I think Aaron did a great thing. I think being an entrepreneur and being your own boss Mm -hmm. and following your bliss is the best advice that I could possibly have for anyone. I'm doing it constantly because I've decided through and running this All Things Comedy that I love business. I really yeah. do. I and, love business. I love starting a business.
1: And be willing to walk away from things. That's the other thing. Never get so attached to something that you let somebody screw you. Now, here's a question I'll throw at you, and this okay. is something that's practical that somebody could, um, beyond whether you're whatever the pr- business is here. This is negotiating and trying to get the best deal. So you sometimes run into situations where you don't know what the best deal is. And that's kind of what Aaron ran into because he didn't know any better. And so He
0: feels lucky to have the gig and lucky to have the money. And when you're starting out in anything, you're sort of happy. Like, this is my first check and this is our first. I mean, Adam, let's say minivan men got our first advertiser and they wanted to pay us $50 to run a pl- pro flowers campaign for Valentine's Day. Do we take that? Or would you tell them to go... Because part of it is you
1: don't know what the rates are. Sometimes you don't have time to research. And this happened to me recently where this is on a different end. I had a plumbing problem at the house. We had a major plumbing problem at our rental house. And we got a guy that went in and he comes back with some sort of estimate at like
0: 5,000 and something. Jargon, plumbing jargon. Plumbing you... jargon, I don't know. And I'm, uh, how do I... This tri-bolt that you have that's holding together all the copper plumbing where they come together with the main valve, um, that's completely eroded. And once you go at the 45 degree
1: angle, once it hits the street, that's the city. You got to get permits and you don't want to do the permits. You want to do this. You want to take
0: care of this the way we're going to take care of it with the insulation. And I'm going, insulation, Insulation what? with the... and know, uh, I'll tell you what I'm not doing, going under my house to check it out for myself. Yeah. There's no way. I'm not, I'm not climbing under there. Yeah. So the
1: one thing I did do, because there was also, it was a, again, it was a rental property. And these guys have a baby and there were and there were some major plumbing problems and I, I
0: wanted to get on it as soon as I could. The one thing I did do that helped you're out- no, You're no slumlord. You're no comedy club with a bad condo. I'm you're not going to make the Yeah. You, no you, pubes. You, no pubes in your
1: house. No pubes in my house. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's the tenants, I'm going to come yeah. in there yeah. with a vac.
0: Deep little, pube the whole place. Mini vac, deep pube, we're done. That'd be great if you would use that as a sales technique I know you're in the middle of the story right. but just uh, in your ad for the house. First
1: month, last month, and no, no pubes. <laughs> no. Pube-free house. Pube-free. like <laughs> right, Move cable. in now.
0: Move in now. I guarantee you oh. all of our houses are pube-free. <laughs> cable
1: cable comes and in, includes cable, <laughs> trash, and no yeah, pubes. pubes. No pubes. You heard of
0: people <laughs> like that. You go to other apartment buildings, there's pubes everywhere, <laughs> rolling by like tumbleweeds. <laughs> but no, in our apartment complex. <laughs> we are pube-free. All right, so anyway.
1: <laughs> and I don't mean pubes are free. <laughs> I mean there won't be any pubes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to buy some free-views. not included. So, uh, so yeah. So, what I did, which actually ended up helping a lot, was I I had a, a buddy of mine who is a uh, – he's a landlord. He owns a bunch of places. Yeah. And I called him up. I said, hey, you got, you got to have
0: a pr- plumber. Because, first of all – You want his guy. You want a guy who uses somebody a lot and said, <laughs> I know that this is the guy. I want your guy. But let me tell you something about plumbers. Plumbers
1: are some of the most unreliable, strange – uh, just they they come and they go. I've I'm had- glad
0: you said this because I have a plumber who comes. I call him in an emergency situation. He gives me, "I'll be right there." I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Six seven hours later, he shows up with a flashlight in the night. You know, like <laughs> with his daughter. You know what? There should be there should be I'm a good. there should be
1: a seminar slash therapist for plumbers. Well, there is that Angie's List. Well, that's what I'm saying. But there should be someone who should sit plumbers down and go, "Listen, man." We know you can't be right there.
0: Yeah, so tell the guy. Say it's going to be five hours. But this is why they're plumbers because oh, it just doesn't matter. Like it? this is what this is what you should expect when you're dealing with somebody who's willing to crawl into your house. I kept going and deal in your with your your sewage. That's I had, what they're doing. First of all, I
1: had one guy who came. He was depressed. I think I've talked about this guy before because he
0: de- he wades around in sewage. He was this guy. This guy had <laughs> I, low.
1: i depressed. No, this guy had low self esteem. He would show up and he kind of he, he, he felt like he couldn't get the job done. I had to encourage him. I was like you
0: can do it i can't do it Moss. <laughs> I, like, I can't this it, is i i wait around and crap
1: all day and then he talks about you know my wife is this and my heart is doing that and i'm you know i i have health issues and i'm like i'm like would you just fix the thing so that was him. And then that guy stopped. I, I, don't, he, I, I, I got sick of... What did you pay him? Did you overpay him, do you think? No, it wasn't about overpaying. It was It was just... Oh, I he's depressed. Done. He goes, pay whatever you want. Yeah, pay whatever you want. I don't <laughs> even deserve you. Uh, don't even pay me. don't even pay yeah, me. I'm yeah. not worth anything. I'm just happy there's no pubes here. <laughs> no. Um, no, but... The, <laughs> so what it was... So I stopped calling that guy because it was a therapy session every time he came. Then I got another guy who came and this guy, nicest guy in the world... He just took everything and flipped it upside down. So rather than fixing, so I had, a, <laughs> I had a problem with the water, the heat in the bath. And then so then he went to the shower and he goes, let me see what I can do here. And then he took the shower handle and I had it so that this, you know, to the left was hot, to the right was cold. He flipped it upside down. He cracked stuff. He just disappeared.
0: He never fixed it. you more damage. And he was guy. so
1: nice. I felt bad. I felt bad calling his boss and going, your guy messed everything up. And I let it go for a while until several months later, I called the guy. And I go, listen, man, this all got me. So he sent me another guy to fix it. Anyway, this so here's the thing that I did. This talk about about not taking the first price. I called my buddy. I go, you got a guy? And he goes, yeah, I got this great guy. And the guy was actually on it. The guy was a young guy. He shows up. He goes and takes a look. And then he comes back so, with a lower price. Than the other, Because I told him, I go, listen, I got this guy. And I didn't tell him what the price was. I said, tell me what you got. He comes back with a lower price. I go, aha, we're getting somewhere. So then I call the first guy. I go, listen, I got another guy who's going to do the thing for a lower price. And then my guy, now this is where you got to be willing to walk away. So my guy's like, oh, man, you know, my my guys, I got to pay them and this and that and permits. And I go, well, listen, man, I got the other guy. I'm going to use it. And then he, and he goes, you know what? I can do it for the... So he goes down. That's the beauty. You got to start... And eventually, I saved myself about a grand. But you used your original guy? Use your original guy. Wow. Came around, brought him down. Because the, the thing that
0: put him over the top was that he was insured and bonded. Oh, that's great. You know, five quotes for everything, if you can. You just went with two. You, you just were able to play two people against each other. And yeah. get, but you have to get quotes. You can never go with the first person that comes to you. But I'm just thinking, that's smart. And, and, and running your life like you run a business and just being efficient with this whole thing i mean that's what we need to be doing at all costs and it, you're right and what aaron probably should have done and he'll probably listen to this cuz we told him we're going to talk about him on this
1: even though he's not here um, what he should have done is called you or call call an called older me comedian. call, call an comedian
0: call someone who's gone through this before yeah al they want to do this to me they want to they want to quote me this rate and they want to put me in the condo. And I would say, buy a sleeping bag, buy some flip-flops, and then, you know, go and do it. If It's, it, it's important for him. I think he values going out and doing these gigs because yeah. great comedy careers are built on these experiences. But I always had a family and, and I... I'm at a point right now where I really want to hang out with my family. Sure. I took my son to Los Lobos last night. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. It was awesome. Oh, It was great. incredible. We oh, always yeah. got to stay for four songs. Yeah. But his guitar teacher was um, in the opening band, Ah, oh. uh, Said Sabrina. Okay. Dude, and this lady was, you got to look at a picture of this woman, uh, Said Sabrina. Uh, boobs with hair. Wow. If hair, I turned to my son and no said- No pubes, just boobs <laughs> with hair. And I turned to my son and said, "Hey, that lady just looks like she's all boobs. If boobs just had hair, that's the that's that's his teacher. No, it's uh, Saeed Sabrina is a band. Said I think S A Y E E D. If you, uh, oh, yeah. that's the name of the band, and one of the people in the band has boobs with hair." I'm telling you, just huge boobs and just the biggest head of hair that you've ever seen in your entire life. Well, I think that's a good way to go out of this sex segment, huh? <laughs> yeah. You can look her up. There's the hair. I see some sort of she's in an, and probably and also the most amazing voice I've ever heard. Incredible. Um, so anyway, they opened up his guitar teacher was there. That's so her. Google Said Sabrina, S-A-Y-E-D, Sabrina. Enjoy it while we go
1: on a break and we'll be back and talk some more.
0: Yeah. We'll talk some more. <laughs>
1: Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I
0: think you're groovy." We're back. Uh, Al Madrigal, Maz Jobrani, Midi Van Ben. Now... Aaron is just starting out. so Aaron's starting out. He's right now because before, just so people know, before
1: this recording, we got on the phone with him, tried to Skype him in. The technology wasn't working. We're going to fix that. But uh, once he told us what was happening, Al told him, Al you know. Al lecturing him. Yeah, he kind of lectured him and said, <laughs> you, should've, you, should've, you should be in a better place in terms of uh, your deal and all. So I think Al, uh, uh, Aaron's probably eating an ice cream sundae right now, feeling depressed. But walking next to the river. Walking next to the river. The green algae. Trying to
0: think f- of, yeah. of what's the, looking for the silver lining. And I, I think I made him feel bad at the end when I just said, stay home with your family, man. Ha! Well, you know what? He's again. He's gonna listen to this. He is. He's. It's. It's a learning process. So the. So the. I'm lesson, sorry,
1: Aaron. The lesson from that first portion of today's episode was never take the first price. Always negotiate. Now, here's something I want to get off my chest. I um, I perform, and when I first started performing. The audiences that would see me, you know how it is, when you first start performing as a comedian, you have comedy fans, the comedy clubs, and nobody knows who you are. The
0: the clubs have a built-in audience, and they go to see comedy, and unlike any other live entertainment, people just don't show up and see band. Yeah, they see a specific band. Yeah, they have, uh, bands have followings. Some rock and roll clubs. You could always guarantee a good booker. Yeah, and that's what com- comedians and comedy clubs were always doing. Like the yeah. San Francisco punchline. Sure, punchline. Or if you're walking on Sunset uh, Boulevard and you see the Laugh Factory, you see the Comedy Store,
1: and you have nothing going on, you go ahead. Let's pay ten bucks, twenty bucks, go in. Who are the comics? I don't know. I don't know. Who don't we care. got? You're getting pop-ins. Let's go go check it out. So basically, they go into a comedy club knowing what to expect this comedy club. Now, what happened was, as my stand-up, as I started getting better and better known- You're popular. I've become better known. Yeah. And what happened was, within the community, within the Persian community, a lot of people started bringing their parents and and the sorts. So the demographic suddenly started getting a little bit older. And I don't know if they understand comedy as well. I've had one of the worst
0: sets I've ever had in my entire life in front of your audience. Yes, in
1: San Diego you did that. You're right. I remember and House that. House of Blues. Yeah, and this is what's... The, here's the problem. Here's the problem is you want people to become comedy fans. You want them to come to comedy clubs. But I think that they expect one thing um, because they see a clip on YouTube or they've seen that you've done a TV show and that excites them. And then they come and it's very different. Stand-up comedy is very... Uh, it, it's you, you got to have a sense of humor. You got to understand sarcasm. Sarcasm is very important, and that's not in a lot of foreign cultures. I, I've, here's the example I give: in a stand-up comedy club, if a comedian says, "Yeah, I was at this nightclub. I was trying to, you know, pick up a girl." and the time ran out, and the club emptied out, and, and the only person left was a 15-year-old Asian boy. So anyway, I'm banging the Asian boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's not really banging it. Yeah, but the, yeah. Cl- but the fans at Comedy Club, they go, oh, that's funny, yeah, 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 he's yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. But when you do it in front of this audience that doesn't understand comedy, they've not been educated on comedy, they sit there and go, oh, my God. He slept with an Asian boy. No,
0: they don't.
1: That's what they think. That they that that he's literally saying. Really, these older people. Yeah, they, they don't understand sarcasm. They don't understand. Um, um, that
0: you're that you're joking. But there's fiction here. Like that we have all of this poetic license, and we get to do whatever we want. Yeah, and you're su- of, like that's how the jokes and the surprise come from. Yeah, comedy comes, and you laugh at the you're, when you're surprised, and they don't. They they think you're telling the truth, hundred percent. Yeah,
1: time. and I want you to come. I want you to come to the comedy show and sit there and be educated. There's al- almost needs to be an education for comedy, American stand-up comedy, Western stand-up comedy, you need to be educated in that a little bit. Maybe you need to watch other comedians before you go to a club. It almost would be great if they said, have you watched comedians on TV before? You know how it goes. Okay, you're welcome to the club. Because what I get now is (laughs) I get these people that don't get it. And it's become a little, it's become this thing where I go, you know what? I don't even want you as a fan. Are you
0: having bad sets?
1: I'm having sets where people will contact me after, and here's the thing. The problem is, look, you would do a set back in the day, and people, some people would love it, some people would hate it, and, but they would go home and maybe talk about it, and life goes on. Once in a while, somebody would get so bothered by it that they would write a letter to you and complain. I've had it happen. Now, on, uh, because of YouTube and Facebook and, uh, uh, and, 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 and all this stuff, they can just hit you right away. Sure. You sucked last night. Reach out. You Reach got
0: it. You sucked.
1: I got a You sucked. In this, I did this show in Toronto. There's a Toronto has a big um, Iranian population uh, that a lot of them are newer to America. Some of them are older. Again, the, sarca- the sarcasm, the, the jo- all that stuff kind of, they'll come and they'll say, you should have done more Persian jokes. And I go, well, it was a mixed audience. You should have done more. I go, I'm not a jukebox. I want to talk about my daughter peeing. That's the, that's the bit I'm working yeah. on right now. So I, I'm sorry. I could throw in a, a funny accent if you want in the middle of her pee. I could, have my, I, could put, I could bring my mother into that scene if you, if it really, if you yeah, really enjoy it. Sure. My mother can come go, oh, no, she is ping. <laughs> and if that makes it better for you, then maybe I'll try. But so they'll say things like, you should have done it in Farsi. You should have done this. And so I, I was doing this event. It was an event. And here's the problem, too. See, the other thing is people don't understand. Because you're known as a comedian, they, people will invite you to come perform or host at places, and they think you're going to do your set. If I'm at an event that's running an hour late... And people are up and talking and no one's paying attention. I'm not going to go up on stage and go, hey, how's everyone doing? And go into my stand-up. They're
0: crazy if you think you're going to
1: do you're that. You're crazy. So what I got to do as an entertainer in that position is I need to start improvising, riffing. Hey, who are you? What do you do? Talk to me. Let's let's bring the audience here. Sure. And I did this at this event recently. And I honestly thought that I had a blast. Because what happened was my buddy, this guy named Gian uh who is uh, he's a radio personality in Canada. He's actually on NPR now as well. He's great. He's a... Uh, he's one of the top uh, uh, interviewers in Canada. The guy's great. And he was hosting the event. And so what happened was we went on stage and Gian also comes from a musical background and there was a band that had set up. So Gian went at the at one point uh, when I was supposed to start my stand-up, he started playing the drums and I just started riffing. I started singing and I started just riffing with, with words and people in the audience and saying things. And I did about a 10, 15 minutes of riffing and dancing and all this stuff. And I left going, wow, that was, that was really—I I felt like I channeled the comedy gods and delivered. And in the middle of the set, as a matter of fact, I could tell there was a handful of tables that were getting it that were younger, and there was a bunch of older people just staring at me, going, what is he doing? He's not telling jokes. He's singing. Why? And in the middle of the jokes, I actually said— as I was singing, and I was like, you know, I said something like, "Right now, some of you are staring at me, going, he's better on YouTube, better on YouTube.'" <laughs> you know, and I made fun of that. Yeah, that they, yeah. I know you're staring at me, and I know it. And it wasn't until again the next day, the the one dude who actually one of the organizers emailed me, you know, you really were off your game last night. And I was like, you know what, dude? I was like, you don't understand the game. And, yeah. and then the next day, some other guy emailed me on Facebook and said, "I brought my parents. I listen. I I understand it's a fundraiser. They paid a lot. I understand all that stuff, but." I'm doing my best with what I can in a situation like that. If you want to see my stand-up show— Did you respond to them? Oh, I responded in, in a respectful but, but, but firm way to both, where I said—the first one was the organizer, and I said, listen, dude, we killed it for you last night. And I said, if there's some people that didn't get it, then they don't get comedy. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you, but that's what happened. I gave my heart and soul. I did. I was, I was sick. I flew out sick. I was sweating on stage. I was, do, I was riffing and making it a fun night as much as I could— and again, because a handful of people are coming up and going like, what did that, I paid $100, whatever, 150 bucks?" Well, listen, I never advertised it as a comedy show in the first mm-hmm. place. It's a fundraiser. But secondly, I really think there needs to be an education on comedy because I think that there's well, audiences also, that this get this it. It this might
0: be, I mean, this is a unique problem to you a little bit uh, because you have bad audience members. But in your case- you're stuck with thirty percent. Thanks in some case, like thirty percent of your audience members that are coming are these older people that don't understand comedy. Which what I've done is what I've done is I've turned it around and I'll make
1: fun of it at some point in the night. I will actually talk about like oh, there's somebody. that ready. has to
0: be incorporated into your act if yeah. you know that they, that's is what you're going to do. Yeah, with yeah. Now I went and and you're the guy who has to educate them. That's yeah. what you need to do, and that has to be in your act. Yeah, yeah. I wish you would come to me with this before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, and if anybody else has any of life's questions or anything comes up, you know you can always email me. I will take some time. I will actually call you. I'll call you, or we could take the questions here. Yeah. I feel like, and I also feel like, uh, I gotta tell you this one thing, and it is a good transition. Yeah. But... Because of my job, which was corporate fixer, and for 12 years, where I encountered every single problem that you could possibly encounter at a business, I have this weird mindset where I immediately come up with solutions that I feel like are quality answers. You're like a life therapist. I really feel like I am – I always heard about this guy who had a job in, in – in the industrial technology was the major, but there was one guy that they paid at this large corporation that I heard stories of in college where he sat at a desk with a newspaper every single day. And when people in different department heads couldn't solve their problems, they knocked on his door. And he walked up and he just was this corporate fixer. And I was that. And I was that with mostly disciplinary issues. But any like scheme like how things w- should work, I feel like I'm good at uh, any, you know, solving conflict. And- Yo, you're a great person
1: and, and you're known and, and people that listen to the show know, you're known as a lot of t- times will come to you, hey, you got a guy that can do this, you got a guy that can do that. And also yeah. you got a level head in terms of bouncing ideas and, and, and thinking it through. Sure yeah I, I think I do so
0: yeah. anyway if if people do have non kid related stuff that's come up um don't hesitate to or kid know, related stuff kid related stuff I can h- answer and then my wife's been great with that because of my wife's background my wife talked to your wife about the school thing yeah now uh you're in a situation where you're in a super expensive school but yeah we didn't do that yeah um I in my personal like I have that we personally we had that as an option, um, where we you know we could be sending our kids to super fancy, exp- L- LA, and people are shocked by this. And I know we've covered this in other episodes. And Chris Spencer, our yeah. old host, yeah, and co-host had uh, has his kids probably in a thirty thousand dollars a year school. It's expensive. It's very expensive. And, uh, but
1: again, this is uh, if people that are out there. How do they get in touch with you? What is it? Al Madrigal at me? Almadrigal
0: at me.com.
1: And you can get in one. touch with me at Facebook.com slash Maz Jobrani. Um, and yeah, we, we're all open about to talking about any kinds of questions. And I'm like you, I answer everybody. I end up, I end up in. I don't in, go
0: into a lot of detail. What's that? I don't go into a lot of detail on oh, my no. answers. Well, no, no. It, <laughs> depends. it, it depends on who the question
1: too. is, what it is. I had one kid. Cause I, I always answer. So one kid came with like a hello, and I was like hello, and then hey, I'm a fan. Okay, great. And then back and forth, and the guy kept hitting me with hellos after a while. And I said, okay, this is this is a, weird. This is a ten year old. Yeah. And I don't have time for this, so I stopped. So then he just started bombarding me with hellos. <laughs> it's like this guy, you know. But but if you're actually a a, a regular person with questions, send with a it to good us. good question, good too. question,
0: like something that's really been uh, weighing on you. I feel like. Yeah, we can collectively, and if you don't mind us talking about it on the show, yeah, uh, we'd love to talk about it because I think that being a father and wrap this back, tie this back into the minivan men thing and what we're doing is like being a parent, you know, it takes a lot, and you've talked about this, to be a good parent. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be this. You can be a piece of meat. Yeah, there. Yeah. But, you know, we talked about this. I remember this was an early episode throwing a bag of McDonald's in front of somebody and dishing them off and having this, you know, community take care of But to really be a hands on parent, it's like creating this good citizen. You got to mold these people. And you end up being a really, I think it, it teaches you a lot about yourself and you learn about um, decision making. And your your own life's decision. What's important, and it's it, it. And if we can help in any way from our experiences, hit us
1: up. And did you see really quick? I'm sorry, you just took me to this good parenting thing. Did you see Fruitvale Station? Not
0: yet. Oh my God, you're from the Bay. You got to see this movie. I know, I got to see Guys, it. Guys, get a box of tissues. It's one of those movies. I can't. I'm telling you, Twelve Years a Slave, Fruitvale Station. What else is another one that I've been putting on? For me,
1: Fruitvale was better than 12 years. 12 years ago was amazing, but Fruitvale, because maybe from I'm from the Bay Area, but uh, there's also a parenting issue in there. You'll see, guys, get a box of Kleenex and just line up, and this is it's unbelievable. And again, the guy in the movie, you'll see, was actually uh, a good parent, and, uh, and it kind of led to what you said, even though he had a lot of other problems going on. It seemed like the way he's portrayed in the movie – He's not necessarily doing what you just said, which is just throwing a bag of McDonald's in front of a kid. Be a good parent. Yeah. Um,
0: other than that, are you touring all, all over the place?
1: Not really. You're not touring right now.
0: I've got dates coming up in San Francisco. I'm at Comp's Comedy Club. When in the spring? Okay. Let's just say spring. I'm uh, I'm all over the place. I'm in Nashville. Almadrigal.com?
1: I think so. You can go to Mazjobrani.com. I'm be in Denver. I'm going to be in. Uh, in uh, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland. So in Denver, now you know about the Comedy Condo. I'm calling the Comedy Condo right now. I'm going to let them know to put me in a hotel. They have a very nice
0: hotel around the block. I will be staying at the hotel. Yeah. That's all there is to it. They always come. You're staying at the place downtown. You're going to downtown Comedy Works. I'm not
1: sure it's my first time doing Comedy Works. I'm looking forward to it in Denver. I used to do the improv, which was out somewhere. The other thing they do at that club
0: is they have a million
1: kids coming open for you. I uh, I have Mike Famerum is going to be in town. He's going to feature for me. Favorman. And yeah. then I've got and then uh, they
0: rotate everybody through.
1: And then I've got uh I got a local guy who's gonna host. I've already laid out the lineup. It's, it'll be surprises. I will shoot them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um that's good. Put your foot down. Put my foot Tell down. Them, yeah. This is my show. I'll shoot the place up. I will shoot the place up. Um so and poor Aaron.
1: He'll re- he'll listen to this and laugh because we had some fun with him, but he's learned and it's a learning process. It's make you better comic, and it'll make you.
0: And will it make you a better comic? I don't think it will.
1: Absolutely, makes you better comic. Makes you a better person. So. Here's our lessons from today's episode. We should start doing this. This is a lesson. <laughs> first of all, never, never pay full price. Never take the first offer. Always negotiate. Think
0: about it, or consult a friend. Consult somebody that has experience with consult this. Consult a friend, but Whatever always
1: it negotiate. Sure. Always, that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is educate yourself on comedy before
0: coming to my shows. It's just you. Just it's, what? It's, no, it's, it's you too. It's not. I have the best people coming to my shows because the the Daily Show because they're comedy fans. Chris, I, it's been awesome. Like it's it, what I'm experiencing is the opposite. Dude, last night I had two experiences. I had a, I had a fundraiser at the
1: Laugh Factory that was good. It was good. But again, it was one of these very homogenous crowds, a little bit older, and I just had to get through it. And then I went to the comedy store, and somehow it was this magical mix of comedy fans. And there was a moment there where they were just laughing. The, the hardest I've had anyone laugh at this one new joke I'm doing. And I just, I was like, this is who I want. Comedy fans, people who love... Uh, just stand up and get it. They're just there it. to laugh. They don't care if I'm talking about my daughter peeing. They don't need the my mother's accent in the middle of that. By the way, peeing in Farsi is shosh. In case you ever want to do that, yeah. In case you ever want to, in case shosh, you want to shosh, make some shosh. Persians laugh in the middle of your. Do you say shosh 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 redemption? Shosh
0: shosh shosh shosh.
1: So I think that's it, man. Um, hit us up, guys. Follow us. Come to our shows at Ma- at Maz at Ma- Al Madrigal. My uh, special is on Netflix.
0: Rent it. Oh, I wow. come in peace. Are you on Netflix yet? Yeah. No, no, my special or is any of my stuff on Netflix? No. No, your your special that came out on Comedy Central. I don't think so. They didn't put it on Netflix. I don't know.
1: When does it go to Netflix? I have no idea. Wait till it goes to Netflix. That's a whole other world. Really, dude? I went on I went on Netflix and there's like been over like fifteen thousand views. Of just people watching it. And I don't know who these people are. That's just, awesome. Because Netflix is hot now. That's the thing. Yeah. My dry, the girl, people I would never imagine, the girl that works at the dry cleaner across the street from me, these girls, she's a you know, Latina girl. You know, I never thought she'd be watching comedy on Netflix. She goes, hey, I saw your comedy on Netflix. Very funny. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Had a white lady at my show. I was like, what are you doing here? And she goes, I saw you on Netflix. I was like, "Wow."
0: long live, ne- get yourself on Netflix. Okay, I'll tell Comedy Central. Tell them
1: the next place
0: alright thanks a lot guys and uh, this is great face to face
1: dude we should uh, we should really uh, think about uh, figuring a way to do this maybe we just bang out like
0: ten in a row oh yeah doing... boom we lose steam in one in a row <laughs> <laughs> alright alright guys thanks <laughs>
1: All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites, masjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.